welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Eicher. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? And this is episode 62. 62. Uh, it's, we're in September officially. We're, we're recording this on the first uh, regular season, really winding down here. We're looking forward to the playoffs. And believe it or not, we have a chartered flight update. We have a chartered flight update, and, and I do believe it's a negative one. <laughs> it is. But, Freddie, you know what? I was so excited to get into this. I just forgot to ask you how you're doing. I'm doing good. I'm I'm jacked for the playoffs. I've, like, you know, we talked about this before the season started, but I've really enjoyed a longer W season. Like, I love mm-hmm. 40 games. And, yeah, I think it's sort of been able to – you know, separate the good from the bad. And, you know, for instance, like the aces and the Liberty, which we'll get into, but it's allowed sort of like that kind of rivalry to, to blossom. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, it's been good. It's been a great season. Yeah. Um, I agree. It, it has been really fun. I hope they keep this schedule going. Um, And of course, if there's expansion, then we'll have even more games, but Mm -hmm. I I like the 40 game season as well. Um, Okay. Let's get into this chartered flight update. So earlier this season, uh, the league announced that there would be chartered flights for the playoffs. And now they seem to be walking that back a bit um now they're saying that that's not necessarily the case um they took steps this forward like forward you know with like they said that it would happen with britney griner but then it didn't always happen with britney griner um kathy engelbert did say it'd be available for the whole playoffs but freddie what are they walking back exactly now yeah, so it's like it's one of those things where there's it's like an asterisk and it's really technical. Uh, I'll just read the memo from the league. Yeah, between there rounds, we go. teams will have the option to charter from the home market or directly to game one of the following round. Only one route permitted, not both. <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> Therefore, teams will need to plan their own commercial flights if and when necessary depending on their choice. And then they give like a hypothetical example scenario. If a team wins round one in a sweep and they have a week before their next game under the above scenario, the team is only granted one charter each from round one city to home or home to semis or road one, road one city to semis game one city. Therefore this choice could result in a route being commercial which would be a reimburse per playoff reimbursement policy. So, <laughs> I don't know if you're as confused as I am, but the main thing I hear is like, it's almost just sort of like you invited someone over for dinner and you presented it as a big free dinner. And then you're like, okay, so everyone needs to e-transfer me uh 1750 or whatever the <laughs> fuck you know what i mean it's a, it's like it's listen you see you, I, they fully said it was they fully said they were covering the playoffs so now they're adding all these like you know so, sort of like walk back details it's mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's cheap um yeah and, and also like not as of right now not really given an explanation as to why this is the case 
um we don't know why this is this language has changed or adjusted um okay so and uh, this is a bit of a, a story but it's gonna relate i promise okay so uh, you know before i started like stand-up comedy and all this i had like a different career and stuff and i lived in a one bedroom apartment mm -hmm. and then in pursuing stand-up you know it's like i was working full-time and then i was out like maybe like five nights a week i was like really burning out i realized like you know like working full-time wasn't going to be sustainable for me and i had to downgrade so i had to move from my one bedroom apartment to living with three roommates okay and decreasing my quality of life was maybe the hardest part of like pursuing this life right i i feel like when you get like a taste of mm -hmm. a nicer life mm -hmm. and then it gets taken away from you yeah it's like harder deadly in a way right so it's like when you do this like back and forth like you have the chartered flight and then you don't have the chartered flight it makes the commercial flight worse 100 percent. right like i lived with roommates and i was younger and it was whatever then i upgraded to my own place which was great and then downgrading it it made it worse than the first time i had roommates yeah does that make sense? Yeah, it's brutal. It's like, it's like I feel like that's job, you know? yeah, that's I feel like that's what the flights must be like because every time you do get that chartered flight, it makes the commercial flight worse. Yeah, no, and and also someone saying, okay, fine, you don't have it for the regular season, but you do have it for the playoffs, and then being like, only if you don't sweep only if it's you like, win what? your series on the road and then you're starting your next series on the road or something ridiculous yeah and like and then there's like how much time in between so it's like you're not just like sticking around in that city you're obviously like then going back home to then travel again like you're not gonna like you know like let's say like the aces blow out chicago or something you know well, no, they have the home court advantage. Never mind. Um, but you know what I mean? They're not just yeah. going to like hang out in Chicago till their next series. If it were to be on the road. Yeah. Which and, it wouldn't be, but you know what I'm saying? It and it, I, I, I know it's like, it, it's such, there's so many like kind of hypotheticals. I feel like each team has to employ a chartered flight, like manager or mathematician. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, you part of the frustration in general is not it's not time based it's not like oh we have to i mean i mean i guess it is sort of time based but it's comfort and kind of like they're they're athletes they're you know particularly yeah, I mean, with it's basketball comfort, too, but it's also security people, right? yeah yep security and they are larger people like i'm 510 and i'm very uncomfortable in a regular yeah airplane seat yeah me too i'm you know i'm like 5'11 and same yeah my, my knees hurt and it's yeah like, like it's like <laughs> it's weird because it's like we know airplane travel sucks and the average person like you know how like sometimes you can pay to get like those like few seats by the emergency exit mm -hmm. and they have the extra 
leg room, short people buy those seats all the time. Yeah, it's messed and up. that is wild yeah. to me. I sat in one of those seats and this girl sitting next to me was easily like five five. That's messed up. And I and I get like we can't discriminate against people. <laughs> yeah. You're five but five. A part of me is like, I mean, even me at five ten, like, like maybe you should have to be over six feet tall to buy those seats. I mean, yeah, it's like flights are not built for tall people. And it's I get it. We're literally fun. we're flying, we're sitting on chairs in the sky. I understand. But I mean, I'm even one of those people who obnoxiously like the moment you can stand up, I stand up. I and feel yeah, I feel it's like it's not because I want to get off first, it's because my knees hurt. Yeah. I I feel like we are past the point where we should be so grateful that air travel exists as a technology. We have so many other technologies now. I think we we don't have to be like, I get it. I'm in a chair in the sky. Fair enough. Yeah. No. Like if AI, if AI is gonna take my job, I don't have to be fucking grateful. Yeah. For a chair in the sky. Yeah. You I hear can that I can take it for granted. And you're gonna lose my luggage. Everyone loses their luggage now. It seems. If you're AI and you're taking my job, give me some leg room. Yeah. I know nobody else sees all of that as the same thing. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> but I see it as all connected. Anyway, all to say, I very much sympathize with this because I'm shorter than most of them or a good percentage. I mean, mm-hmm. there's probably at 5'10", there's probably a few shorter than me. I mean, for I'm sure, shorter but... than most WNBA players. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and we struggle with, with air travel. So it's yeah. just like. I don't know. I mean, to walk that back, I'm sure is like super disappointing. Also, too, it's like the WNBA does have like outspoken players in its league. You know what I mean? So it's like not good for the league because it just takes like Stewie or somebody to like tweet something. And then now that's like bad press for the league. Yeah. And we're also on how many years running? Like how long ago did um, the, you know, Brooklyn uh um or sorry uh the how long ago did the liberty owner say that he would pay for chartered flights for the entire league and they're like no 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 sir take your money and keep it and it's like what <laughs> yeah wasn't well, that like last december or something he said he'd pay for everyone can you not can you not at least be like okay would you actually like follow up the conversation? You know what I mean? I went on a, on a YouTube rabbit hole of this like uh, New York real estate guy. Mm-hmm. And he just like tours, you know, like billionaires row type apartments and stuff. Okay. And it's just like billionaires are so obnoxious. And it, shout out to you if you're a billionaire and you listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, if you're, a, if you're a billionaire and you listen to this podcast. I mean, pay, pay your taxes. Pay your taxes and maybe just like pay us. I don't know. Yeah. They're so obnoxious that it's like, just take their money. Yeah. Just take their money. They they don't need it. It's so stupid. Anyway, um, you know, Kathy's got some questions to answer. That's a whole thing. Yeah. Kathy, if you're listening, we know you're not a billionaire. So answer these questions, please. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gearing up towards these playoffs. The Liberty and the Aces had their final. 
uh, regular season meeting of the year. Uh, and the Liberty, did they took the season series? Mm-hmm. They yes, did. they did. Yeah, yeah, Three yeah, yeah. Three to two. Um, we both love this rivalry. Like, I was concerned at the beginning of this season. Me too. That it would just be too dominated by them and, like, it wouldn't be as fun. But it's been so fun watching these two teams go at it. Yeah, I think I think the narrative has completely changed. Like, you know, I remember me and yeah. you at the beginning of the year, we were sort of like, okay, two-team race. You know, Connecticut was in there. So we were like, okay, wait a second. Three teams are good. But then really the majority of the season, it was kind of like, all right, the Aces might be – they have had a chance at being historically the best team of all time. I think that's mostly out. I, th- I don't think they'll catch the Comets – percentage i can sort of a check up on that uh-huh, but uh-huh. you know yeah like so they're th- right now like as of this uh episode they're 31 and 6 and the liberty are 28 and 7 uh-huh. so the liberty are two games behind um they you know it doesn't seem like the liberty will catch them but they can they're they're within range and you know what yeah. i don't th- i don't think it's gonna happen i don't think so either I, uh, the liberty would have to win out Right. And then well, here's the, th- lose here's the thing. I, I, I looked into the, the, the last games of the season for the aces. Mm-hmm. They play tomorrow against the storm. And then they don't play again until Friday, September 8th against the mercury. Oh, and then yeah. they have another game against the mercury and that's it respectfully the, the aces aren't going to lose those games and the mercury is basically locking down the the bottom they've spot. they've lost their last seven yeah and yeah they're they're nine and 27 so this, this, yeah you know, and the, it would the be storm and the mercury are going for so like the aces Clark aren't going to yeah the aces just aren't gonna lose another game this season because i was looking at it too like i was excited like oh like could the liberty get um could they could they get the the number one seed but like not only do the aces have you know an easy schedule like the liberty they face off against the sun uh tonight Hmm. and then they have then they have the sky then they have a game against the wings on tuesday all playoff teams yeah and the and then they face the sparks on thursday and then the mystics on sunday Wow. Okay. That's a hard, hard schedule. Yeah. So I just feel like comparatively because the aces, like if the, if the aces had a game against the sun going down the stretch or something like that, like maybe I'd be like, yeah, Hmm. but I I just don't think it's going to be possible at this point. But I think what is very intriguing, especially for people who like are interested in betting and stuff, the Liberty have made such a strong second half run that people might favor them to win it all where like the aces the first half of this season really came across as like a clear favorite and now they've really blurred that line yeah and i think you know this conversation i feel like the biggest part of it is of course you have to credit the liberty for gaining steam but what made the aces so so unstoppable is the addition, in in my opinion, the addition of Candace Parker. And yeah. I think, you know, her being out and 
like how long she's out for. I haven't heard any news. I don't think, you know, she hasn't been ruled out or anything, but you got to mm-hmm. think at this point, like, is she going to get a game in yeah. before the playoffs? If she comes back just for the playoffs, how, what's her impact? Like you do not want to underestimate Candace Parker, but also, you know, chemistry is a thing and the aces could obviously still win it without Candace, but really, really, you know, I think the, the playing field is leveled a lot without Candace. Yes, absolutely. Um, completely agree. And you sent me this really great article about like the adjustments that the Liberty were able to make um, in Candace's uh, absence. And now what the aces have done in turn to adjust to that. I think it's really exciting that like these two teams have already been making so many adjustments against one another before. Yeah. yeah, Before the playoffs have even started. So um, obviously like this whole season just feels like it's coming down to that, Um, which I'm not even complaining. Like I said, like usually you'd think that's like really boring. Like in the NBA, I hated when that was just, grizzlies no sorry not grizzlies what am i talking about golden state and the Cavs, the cavaliers Mm -hmm. like when it was just those two all the time but this is really exciting and uh yeah i don't know i'm looking forward to it yeah i'm looking forward to it as well and you know i think the sun are uh, also like a perfect kind of like real real challenger that's like for sure like if you like for instance like if the liberty have to play the sun and the aces don't that is a massive leg up for the aces yeah uh, you know and and again like you know the dream the wings like there, there's 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 really good teams like you i think we all will be shocked if it's not a liberty aces final mm-hmm. but the road there you know health everything like it all it all plays in right you never know um speaking of which we wanted to ask each other um, if the playoffs were to start today, what do you think is the most like intriguing matchup? Yes. And right before we dive into that, I'm just, oh, say yeah. That. No, yeah. Just, I just looked up. So the uh, Houston Comets, they had a nine, uh, like a 0.900 win percentage, and the Aces have uh, 0.838. So the Aces have sort of fallen off from potentially having the best mm. season of all time but again wow. still remarkable but super season. close super close um but uh yeah you know i i sent it to you but just for our our, our listeners as of right now like you know there's some some pretty intense battles going on the dream and the links uh and the mystics are all tied with uh with 17 and 19 records and then the sky and the sparks are fighting for that last spot but right now i guess because of um, you know, the, their their playing record against each other, the sky have the eighth spot. So if the you know, if the W playoffs were to happen today, mm-hmm. it would be Aces versus Sky, Liberty versus Mystics, um Wings versus Dream. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Liberty versus uh yeah, sorry, Liberty versus Mystics. Um uh Wings versus Dream. And Lynx versus Sun. Mm-hmm. So, of those first round playoff matchups, yeah, what's what's our favorite? 
Well, I mean, I think it's got to be the Atlanta Dream versus the Dallas Wings, right? Or Dallas Wings versus the Atlanta Dream, I should say, because they're the 4-5. Right. Um, that's got to be the most intriguing matchup, don't you think? Because I said... I have like, another one, but it's it's a bit of a reach. But yours is the <laughs> correct answer. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. What's your reach? What's your reach? My reach is... Is your links? My links. You got it. I I basically my links I've held I've held on um this is my team they've had a they've had a year where they've persevered uh and the feast has been amazing uh McBride Carlton um I think they've had a really really fun year um first year without uh Sylvia and I don't think I mean I don't think they will or should be the favorite at all against the sun. I think the sun could very much sweep them, but I do think the links are, if I, anyone I else tough. could get a game. Yeah. They're, they're, they, they, they're a good team. You know, they're obviously the sun are way better, but they're a good team. Okay. I, I accept. Thank you. That you are a loyal person. <laughs> That's basically all I'm saying. My intrigue is that I'm loyal. Yeah. Um, which is good. Which is good. Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully they do win a game just to keep things spicy and interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I think the first round will be pretty predictable. And then and then after that, it gets juicy. And yeah, I mean, I would say the Wings, too, are the favorite over the Dream. But you, you got to be excited to see Ryan Howard in, in a playoff series. Uh, that well, I'm just excited to see the Atlanta dream back in the playoffs because right? it's been a few years. Yeah. Like I think that that's going to be, I don't see how that series doesn't go to a final game five. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree. I think that's going to be the longest one. Um, okay. Freddie, it is time for your badass player of the week. Okay. Yeah. My badass player of the week. Um, you might say is a reach, but I, I don't think it is because I haven't I haven't picked someone yet this year that is just diming it out. And I think she's sort of been underrated and just been killing it. The Liberty or four no uh big win over the aces, and I'm going with Courtney Vandersloot in the last four games, averaging almost nine assists. Uh, mm -hmm. and you know, nothing crazy stat wise after that, but um 12 points a game, nine assists is absolutely deadly. And that is like, that is really, really effective uh, facilitating. And mm -hmm. that's like, if someone's averaging nine assists in a 40 minute game, that's a nightmare. Like yes. they're, they're, they're sort of just like picking apart your defense. So yeah. I'm, I'm going with Courtney Vandersloot, 34 years old, diming it out. Love it. Um, I'm going with, the Indiana Fevers, Kelsey Mitchell. Okay. So Kelsey Mitchell was named a Eastern Conference Player of the Week. It's her second time being honored that in her career. Um, I mean, I think it's like when you have no chance of being in the playoffs and you're still balling out, mm -hmm. I always appreciate that. Um, so over this last week, she averaged 23 points, 4.8 assists per game while shooting 47.7% from the field. So shout out to her. I think that's awesome. Um, 
you know, it's probably going to be the last time we talk about the fever for a minute, uh, unless we just keep talking about their name change for like all off season <laughs> long. But, you know, I think they have a bright future. I think they're going to be in the conversation next season. Um, and it's nice to like, when you know, when you leave, when you end a season, even though you're not making the playoffs, but you're still giving yourself the best like forward momentum possible. That's always a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, and credit, like we, we've obviously talked about like, you know, the, the fever a bunch and disparage them, but three wins in a row, uh, yeah. 11 wins, they're 11 and 24. They're, they're about to be eliminated from the playoffs, but they, you know, they're, they're not anywhere near a joke. They're mm-hmm. a competitive team. They can, you know, beat most teams on most nights and they have, they're going to have their draft picks still and they're going to get better, right? Like they could get another really, really big impact player uh, this offseason to pair with Boston and Mitchell, right? So if you're a Fever fan, things are changing and um, yeah, things are looking up. Mm-hmm. Uh so now it's time for Freddie's fun question. Okay, here we go. Um, yeah, we were uh, we've already talked rivalries a little bit, and you know I think a, a legit rivalry has begun with these two super teams, the Liberty and the Aces. And I'm wondering if you, Catherine, uh, have ever had like a a real rival in the life, whether that's like a, a person or like a team or whatever like is there someone that's sort of yeah you've seen or you felt rivalry vibes with yeah i i feel like i don't feel that too much in my adult life because mm-hmm. i mean we do both work in a very competitive industry but it's kind of like a us versus everybody sort of scenario in like what we do but i think uh as a kid uh my older brother jason uh we were constantly rivals because we're only a year apart Mm -hmm. and because he's like a year older than me and he's a boy he was just better than me at everything when we were kids Mm -hmm. and it would really really piss me off and then around the age of nine or maybe ten I because girls grow up faster than boys, I became taller than him. Nice. Which was incredible. <laughs> yeah, that must have messed him up. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it did. And, and so I became taller than my brother. So I was taller than my older brother for about a year. And then now he's like six three. Yeah. But in that one year, I really got to bask in that glory. And then many many years later you know we're we're grown adults all of this is behind us and we start arguing because we're siblings right and then i i i was like i you made fun of me all the time i never made fun of you this and that right and then he's like what are you talking about you have made fun of me and i was like oh yeah when did i ever make fun of you and then he was like july 19th 1994 at 2 p.m you called me a shrimp. <laughs> wow. Devastated. I was like, you remember the one time I insulted you. Also, shrimp is such a good kid, Burn. <laughs> You're a shrimp. <laughs> like, that is like only like, imagine calling someone an, a, as an adult. 
calling someone a shrimp? A shrimp? Yeah, you would never. <laughs> You're in the elevator, someone's shorter than you. He's like, shrimp? <laughs> um, we, shrimp's got to come back, actually. Like in basketball, there's always like the, the hand gesture too small. People just yeah. need to like, so like do a swimming motion and be like, shrimp. <laughs> for the for the shark guys, like yeah. they could own it, you know, yeah. like shrimp Stoudemire or something. Wow. Um, right? Who's a shrimp? I don't know who's a shrimp. Trademark right that now. quick. <laughs> the, the Raptors have a very short player. Uh, um, they just drafted. So, oh, that's uh, right. What's yeah. his name again? Uh, Mark Marquise Noel. So shrimp Noel. Shrimp Noel. And then, he, and then he could do this little, you just did this like backwards, like stroke kind of swim yeah. motion. He could do that after he hits a three. Like, yeah, I'm the shrimp. That's funny. <laughs> honestly, please. <laughs> Marquise, if you're listening, work on your shrimp celebration. You and the billionaires, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's probably been my ultimate rival, like throughout life. I mean, that's that's an amazing answer. Like I have siblings, yeah. and the rivalry's real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you have three male siblings. Yeah, so things were really competitive. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, at least you all like really love your mom mm-hmm. because it's like every time you see like. Um, a mom with like four boys you're like good lord yeah how did you do it shit was hectic single mom four boys yeah um but yeah none of my brothers were like we were all like competitive and i guess like all each other's rivals but Mm -hmm. like i think for me the sort of main rivalry that comes to mind anyways it's like probably not as intense as yours but the first year um i was like like we were broke going up so couldn't play competitive sports and the first year i was able to play house league soccer my team was like the second best team and we were really good we'd like beat everyone fairly easily and i was a goalie and uh there was we were the green team and the gold team <laughs> was the best team. Mm. And not only would they beat everyone, they would like beat the crap out of everyone. Wow. They were just, and they had these twin brothers, Justin and Joe Platty, who later became my friends. <laughs> I know, right? And they were just way better than everybody. And we saw them in the finals. And I, I, I was like the best goalkeeper, but I never wanted to play like in net and mm-hmm. then they were like freddie you have to play in net for the last game and it went to it was like a zero zero tie it was so dramatic and it went to like a shootout and then it went to what's called a sudden death shootout so like basically if you score and they save or whatever and i saved it and then a guy went up and he was like what our worst player and he just went up and like cranked it top corner and we won the season Wow. Um, and we amazing. like we picked him up and like carried him. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, how old, how old were you during all this? I was like nine or ten. I was like, okay. I was like ten. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like I, I played a lot of sports, way more competitive actually after that. But that still is like sort of like you know, you have com- you have like competitive moments, but like that was a true rival. Like we beat a team that was better than us. Uh, and it felt great. Yeah. Amazing. 
It's so funny how these things like stay with you. Yeah. But I would have completely forgotten that shrimp thing if he didn't say it to me like years and years later. I'm so glad he wrote down the time and place. The time of day. Shout out to your brother. That's a big move. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> underrated thing. Holding on to a grudge. That's going to be one of our questions one time. Okay. Yeah. What grudges have we had? I love to? a good yeah. grudge. <laughs> I feel like you're supposed to be mature in life and not hold on to grudges. Nah. But we do. It's too just, fun. Yeah. You got to be honest. We all hold on to grudges. Yeah. It's true. It's true. One of my first uh, Beaverton articles was uh, like oldest man on earth. Oh, I forgot the phrasing of the headline, but basically like grudges were his key to longevity. I mean, I believe it. That's because that, it's that like when motivated. you hold on to that, it like yeah. it keeps you going. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to a grudge, man. Yeah. Shout out to a grudge. Uh, all right. Well, this has been our episode. Fun times overall. Uh, happy long weekend, everyone. Labor Day weekend. Uh, hope you're all enjoying your last bits of summer, unless you're in California and your summer extends much longer. But, wow. uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're probably winding down here a bit. So enjoy your last moments of summer. Uh, I guess we'll be back next week to uh, start wrapping up this uh, regular season. Pretty wild. Yeah, we will. We'll see you soon, and we'll be in playoff territory. You know, faster than we realize. And thanks so much for everyone that's been listening uh, since we've gone weekly. And um, yeah, make sure to follow us. And um, yeah, good times. Yeah, uh, you can follow us at the Pickup WNBA Pod on all your social medias. Thank you so so much, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Catch you next time. See ya.